0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit
1: Lions fall short to the Kansas City Chiefs 34 to 30. Does moral victories count? On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down the game film and also highlight some bright spots on the team that actually showed up as far as offensive and defensive players and also look at some injuries that happened during the game. Did the Detroit Lions prove that they're the best team in NFC North? Find out on episode 46 of the Pride Podcast.
2: Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 46 on the Blue Wire Network. And I am joined by my two guys, as usual, Pierre and Malcolm. You guys guys want to say what up? What's up? Yo. What's going on, guys? (laughs) All right, guys. So the Lions have gotten a heartbreaking loss to the Kansas City Chiefs at home. This was a really good competitive football game. But, like, before we get into all the details, let's talk about the injuries that happened in this game. So, Pierre, I know you, you know, kept in tab with the injuries. So, what injuries did the Lions suffer in this football game to the Chiefs? Um, Right away, they lost to Quandary to a
3: hamstring injury. Hamstring injuries are a little tricky, but if it's a grade one, hopefully he'll be back against the Packers. Um, TJ Hawkinson had a nasty concussion. Hopefully he's okay. Matt Patricia said um, he's de- i'm sorry, Matt Patricia said um, he's in good spirits, and they'll just they evaluate it as they go. No broken bones, correct, no, right? Nothing on his shoulder and then Adam Schefter tweeted out he 's not going on i r so he'll probably he could be back in screen Bay i don 't know concussions are tricky. Then Mike Ford in the game got hurt he was checked for a concussion. he returned, and I believe that is it on the injury front
2: yep." and then the lions came into the, the game the, and then the lions came into the game with no Mike Daniels, oh, no right. Darius Slay, no Danny Amendola. So, you already lost so many pieces to the, you know, football team and you lost two of arguably your best secondary players in Darius Slay and Kawandra Diggs very early in this football game. So, um, you know, before we, you know, the score was 34 30, just, you know, for the people that did not watch the game. So, honestly, keeping the like, staying competitive in this football game, coming down to the last wire to the in this football game, was impressive enough to me. And I know I'm a little off topic right now. I know we're going to be a little more organized in this, but I just want to, like, talk about that. Like, just staying competitive in a football game with all the adversity of injuries happening in that football game is just impressive as it is. You know, we've faced some very injured football teams the previous weeks, but, you know, i I. I'm giving kudos to the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, and Bob because we have doubted their depth in the past, in the preseason, offseason, everything. But that depth showed up this game versus the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they came up short.
3: Right. Um, I want to say something before this. I've been getting a lot of DMs and like about this game, how the reps blew it, and they, the refs sucked, and blah, blah, blah. Look, you can, if you want to win... Don't blame shit. If you, when you blame shit on the refs, you're considered a loser, okay? That's loser
2: mentality right there.
3: That's loser mentality. First things first, you had two turnovers in the red zone. Unacceptable. They were both inside the five-yard line. You set out for field goals instead of touchdowns. You had a fourth and eight. You could ice the game right there. You let Mahomes scramble and get, I believe, nine yards, right? You can't do that. You just can't do that. that that's you going to lose the game. Now, I also said this. We could count this as a moral victory, but after this, no more, no more moral victories. We could hang with anyone, whether we're injured, whether we're healthy. Dude, this showed. this team is well coached. The backups played really good. You know, like Mike Ford would probably right now be the best corner on the Eagles. That's not, I'm not even bullshitting you guys. <laughs> you guys seen the Eagles' corners? Yeah, so it's, that's it's
2: crazy. Relax. That's crazy to think, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, so we have really good depth, and I just think we're legit. We could go up against anyone anywhere bring it on I don't care who it is
2: yeah Uh, I you know I definitely agree and Malcolm I know you have something to say I just want to say something real quick yeah and I I definitely agree you can't have any more you know can can we call this a good loss I I like to say it's a good loss honestly like I know there's not such a thing as a good loss but like can you kind of put that in the category of a good loss because I was saying last episode that I just wanted to stay competitive with this football game that's exactly what they did they went toe-to-toe with a top-two team in the NFL, with the the best quarterback in the NFL, and arguably, not arguably, I think Matthew Stafford was the better quarterback in this game than the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. So staying toe-to-toe with the best team in the NFL was just impressive as is what it is. But like Peter said, this is kind of like one loss you could be kind of proud of the team, and you're kind of glad it's a little earlier in the season. And that sounds weird to say, like, why are you proud of a, like a loss? It's just because there's so much to take away from this football game. You faced off against, like I said, a top two team in the NFL. Now you just got to get run with it. You got a big game versus Green Bay Monday night after the bye week. And then you got another division game versus the Vikings. I don't want to get too far ahead. But what I'm saying is that you now got to run with this game. You got to run with all the good from the first four weeks. You're 2-1-1 right now. and You're in a really good position right now. In the division and the whole NFC conference right now, you got, if you're looking like way past advance, you got a little more favorable schedule than the first four games. Let's that you just had. look at it like week I know. by week. I don't like I, going I, ahead. I know. I know. But I'm saying if you look at the far view, but you just got to run with this now because you had some ugly tape in the first four weeks and you've had some nice tape in the four, first four weeks. But what I've seen from this team, it's gone better week by week because you look from the Arizona game compared to the KC game, it's definitely improved and it has gotten better. But like Peter said, this is kind of like your last moral loss. You got two huge games upcoming and they're both division games. So, you know, being able to steal both those games would be huge. In the whole would be,
3: they would control their own destiny. Alright, so we're legit, right? Let's say we play the Packers next week. I want to bring our A game, bro. Like, no fumbling in the fucking red zone. No, No, like, Settling for field goals. This team is too talented. One more thing people are forgetting. This is, like, the first year in this offense. So this offense is going to get better. We saw the run game. It got better. It got a lot better. It's getting better. Everything's getting better. Stafford's looking better. They're getting Marvin Jones involved. Kenny Galli in the red zone. They have things to improve on, but the offense is getting better, which is a good sign. And the defense, man, it's just awesome. They're just missing, like, that one pass rush that could make, like, like, a big difference or, like, some sort of difference. Like, Trey Flowers, he's playing well, but he's he's still, like, not rusty, but he's starting to get into football shape now. Um, the Sean Hamm, they've missed him a lot. Mike Daniels, you know, he hasn't played on. and he's hurt. And then you got Snacks Harrison, who just hasn't been himself. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I really don't. He's just not playing like
2: Snacks Harrison. He's playing like David Harrison, as I, as I like to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh- fair, you know. I, I mean, heard that nickname. all I'm going to say
1: as far as that aspect of, you know, the Detroit Lions and and the whole injury thing, and you guys kind of hit it on the head as far as, you know, all the injuries and, and all that stuff. But just going back to when that happened, a lot of people kind of, you know, wrote us off when all those injuries happened. When Darius Slade was ruled out, Danny Mendoza was ruled out, everybody was like, oh, well, this game is over.
3: Vegas, too. The line jumped from minus six to minus seven.
1: Yeah, Vegas. I mean, lost their mind, and then the whole Patrick Mahomes in a dome. Patrick Mahomes going to throw eighteen touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes going to throw a thousand yards. Hmm.
2: Hey, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was one of them. When I saw Darius Slay and Danny Amendola were out, I'm like, shoot, this could be a long day.
1: And
2: <laughs> and I'm like, this is gonna be. I'm like, it could be a long day, but oh. like I said, they went toe to toe with them.
1: Yeah, they, they, they did. And, you know, before we even break up all that stuff, I just want to just note all that stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely proud of these guys for what they did as far as keeping up with probably the best offense in the NFL. And they, they went toe-to-toe with them. And this does show a lot. This does give them confidence, especially going to the bye week. They, they could definitely look at this tape and say, you know what? We stood toe-to-toe with the best offense in the NFL. And we went toe-to-toe. We went blow for blow. We're actually one play away from winning this game. You know, they stopped them in that fourth and eight. That game is over. Detroit gets a win. Detroit is undefeated. So it, it goes a long way. So they went toe-to-toe with the best offense. And they, they, as you said, their confidence is high. They know they could go toe-to-toe with anybody.
3: One more thing under Patricia. This team looks like they're prepared. I haven't, like Caldwell, they look like it. But if Caldwell played this team, this team would probably get smoked. And that's just Cal- my opinion. I think like the Caldwell had trouble with good versus great teams. Patricia has like great schemes on defense. Let's get into that. Let's get into the game.
2: Would you Did hold he, on? Would you call? Would you call Jim Caldwell the Jim Harbaugh of the Lions? Sure, <laughs> I, I'm done with Harbaugh. I'm done with that dude. <laughs> like, like, would you just call Caldwell the Jim Harbaugh of the Lions? I, just can't win a big game.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to tell our viewers something like just you know, so they know me know, and what, Tyler.
2: You guys
1: know I respect uh, Caldwell, and you know I I like that guy, so I can't call him that.
3: Yeah. So Tyler and I are like Michigan fans, and like we're we're done with Harbaugh. We're just done with him. We've had enough of him. He could go jump in a river or whatever. I don't care. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Take his stupid khakis. Um. I, I don't care. You could just go anywhere.
2: If you jump the river, I'll every, see you. See, you know, like, coach wears khakis. <laughs> no,
3: his khakis, like, Harbaugh khakis, is like a stupid thing. I don't get I, it. I don't just they like, if
2: every had coach wears khakis out there. It seems like
3: <laughs> I haven't done shit in Michigan, but that's a topic for another day. We're not going to talk about that today. Now, um, let's get into the game plan. And how Patricia did it. I think this is one of the guess, one of the best game plans I've ever witnessed. Um. Defensively, what they did, I, I thought it was going to be different. They put Coleman on Watkins, which we did not expect. We thought it was going to be Coleman on Hardman, right? And then they put Rashawn Melvin on Demarcus Robinson. And they put Mike Ford, a second-year undrafted guy, on Michael Hardman, one of the fastest dudes on the field. And, bro, Mike Ford played really good. Like, So, no. Yeah, shout out to my boy Mike Ford. Like, for real. Shut him oh. out. Shut him out. I know you watched, like, extra tape on this. What did you think about the plan? Because I thought this game plan, like, just from watching the game, was one of the best game plans I've ever seen by the Lions.
1: We knew that they were going to copy, pretty much copy, that whole New England defensive game plan against them. And right. that is straight up man coverage on these guys. Yep. And that's what they did. And they just they did a lot of cover one. They actually had some two men out there and they just mixed it up between those two coverages and they got the best out of them and they played them really well. Mike Ford shut completely. He shut, shut out Hardman. Hardman only had two catches for nine yards and they completely took away the deep ball and they forced Mahomes to you know, to go elsewhere, which was, yeah, take something away. And I knew they they had to take something away. I didn't know if it was going to be a player because it's going to be hard to bracket. Everybody. It's gonna be hard to take away completely take away the deep ball. Right. And to try to bracket Kelsey and, and do all this stuff. I knew it was gonna be hard. So I kind of figured that, you know, something gotta give. So I knew like the running game you seen when the Kansas City had the running game, they were able to get holes because we're running a lot of um nickel coverage and we're running a lot of dime coverage. Yeah. So the running game was it was there. That's why you see a lot of big plays in the running game because we didn't have all of our linebackers out there. A lot of time you only see one linebacker out there. But to take away the deep ball and to limit Mahomes to zero touchdowns without Darius Slay, without Andre Diggs, if you would have told me before this game that we we're going to limit Patrick Mahomes to zero touchdowns and Darius Slay wasn't going to play and Diggs is not going to play, I would have called you crazy. Yeah. But they, they, they went on and did it. They went on and did it. And, man, I tip my hat off to this team. To that defense, I tip my hat to that the whole team. I I believe everybody, every fan, everybody's. I believe everybody's balling
3: right now. Malcolm, you want to know a fun fact about Mahomes about this game? What's going on? He was zero for nine on deep throws. Zero for nine? They took it away, bro. They completely took it away, and they got. They they even made him uncomfortable. Like you could tell, he didn't want to do stuff that they forced him to do. The ball, they weren't like the lines were getting in their face. And I said on the podcast that a lot of the catches that the Chiefs receivers make are contested. They make those catches, but the lines didn't allow them allow them to make those contested catches. Man, they were defending them really well. Um, they were getting pressure in his face. They were affecting. They were hitting his arm a lot. I don't know if you guys realize that they kept hitting his arm to get him off rhythm, just to make him uncomfortable. It was a really, really good game plan. I saw this. It kind of confused me, but then I, I got it. They rushed three a lot. But what they yeah. were doing is they were putting an extra um, linebacker yeah. or a safety on Kelsey. They doubled yeah. Kelsey.
1: So that's a good point that you, that you brought that up with three rushers. They did that because that's the only way they could actually get the bracket coverage and also kind of have the two safeties deep. So a lot of times when they're playing um, two-man, they'll have the two safeties deep to you know pretty much take away the deep ball. Then they will rush three and have the extra linebacker bracket Kelsey, which is good. Malcolm, one thing: Can you explain to our viewers what two man is? Two man is pretty much um, all you, you know. Your, your DBs, everybody's, you know, they're they're manning up with their guys, and you have two safeties, two safeties high, um, pretty much taking away
2: the deep ball. Okay. All right, guys, let's take a quick commercial break, and I want to pose this question to both of you guys, and it's an interesting question. But let's take a quick commercial break. When you're selling online, getting your orders could be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know to make the right choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage your shipping orders. So if you're contemplating between the Postal Service, uh, UPS, FedEx, ShipStation has all those combined, so you don't have to worry about getting the cheapest rate. By far, ShipStation will help you get your orders out quickly and save money on shipping costs and keep your customers happy no matter what you're selling. They uh, are connected with Amazon, Etsy, and even your own website. ShipStation brings all those orders into one simple interface, makes it really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation, like I mentioned, is already connected with United Post Service, FedEx, and UPS and even Amazon fulfillment, I forgot to mention that. So they are connected with so many websites that you're gonna get the cheapest rate out of everyone. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. That's even a big discount on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discount that are usually reserved for large foundations, Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know when you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time at the best rates available. And right now, Pride Podcast listeners, try ShipStation for 60 days with a free offer code. So you use offer code BLUE. That's no risk. You can start a trial without even entering your credit card information. So literally no risk in trying it for 60 days. Just visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, and enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen.
3: Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Man, they fit really well, guys. I, I purchased one and they're, they're awesome suits. They're, they're great. Indochino is the world's largest made measure men wear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is that they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. Yeah, for under $400. And they fit well. They're really cool. The process is simple. You choose your fabric, you pick your customations, and you submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit on your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade with a $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. That's Indochino, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Use my code BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. For $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't
2: fit. All right, guys, we are back. And now I want to pose this question to you guys. So, uh, the Detroit Lions in 2017 started off 3-1. They beat the Arizona Cardinals, ironically, week one. They balled out versus the New York Giants week two on Monday Night Football. They lost on a controversy game versus the Falcons. Mm. And that was a team who just came off the Super Bowl. And they were noted as a top two team in the NFL. And then they came back, rebounded, and beat the Minnesota Vikings on the road. So I want to ask you guys this question. What makes – what should the viewers be convinced that this team is different than that 2017 mediocre slash maybe a little above mediocre team? Like what makes this team different from that team? I just want to kind of ask you guys.
3: All right. So our game plans. They're so, like, detailed and, like, every player has a specific role. Like, I've never seen where they have three players assigned to, like, each player. Like, Coleman had his own player. Melvin had his own player. Like, I've never really seen that. Only the Patriots do that type of stuff. I've never seen the Lions ever do that. That was really nice to see. And then offensively, Bevel, he attacks weaknesses. He goes at weaknesses. Um, they're not, like, they don't run zone on defense. Zone defense is, like, good all OCs. Um, they could mess that up. They could easily expose it. It's not hard to expose zone. So I love the man concept. I really do. And when you have corners who could play man, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's really hard to separate. Okay. I just think this team, like, they have good leadership too. Patricia is like, he's more player friendly. The players love him. You could tell they love him. Last year was a little up and down. This year they love him. I think it's just something special brewing here. I really do. And we'll have to see what's next. But Malcolm, what do you think?
1: Alright, everything with this team compared to 2017, the 2017 team is different. Um, right. Everything. As far as you talk talking about the coaching staff, different. Players, different. Mentality, different. Culture, different. Right. Um, 2017, our running back, our leading rusher was Amir Abdullah, and he got hurt. Then we had Theo Riddick, then we had Zener. Mm. We didn't have a consistent running game at all that year. I could clearly say that this running game that we have this year is way much better than we did in 2017. The offensive line this year, I believe, compared to 2017, I believe is
2: better. No, that's not even a question that 2017 yeah, yeah. offensive line yeah, is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, the offensive you look at the offensive line better. you looking at, okay, let's talk about the defense. Is the defense better? Look at the players. I mean, just looking at the players as far as the talent is concerned, yeah, the talent is way better now than it was in 2017 as far as the players is concerned. So everything with this team is different. And I think the biggest key is the staff, the coaching staff. Right. I think Beville, Patricia, I think those two guys are making a hell of a difference. And you can see the staffers' numbers. Um, this team is playing a lot better, and I don't see them having a meltdown like they did in 2017. Just because I think that we have the talent, the personnel, and I think the, the coaching staff is, it has a lot to do with it. So, as far as this team being, uh, you know, what's what's the difference between this team and 2017? Everything. Everything
2: is different. Because, you know, if you actually, like, compare that 2017 first four games compared to this year's first four games, I mean, they're almost very similar, honestly. And it's like, like you know, you played, like, a, this, the Arizona Cardinals team week one, which is so ironic because you we played the Cardinals team this year, too. Mm-hmm. So, um and it's weird, too, because earlier on that season, too, we played the Falcons, who just, you know, came from a Super Bowl performance, and they were, like, considered a top-two team in the NFL. And, you know, I I, I kind of saw the comparison, but I agree with you guys what you were saying, that this team is kind of different talent-wise, culture-wise, which I don't think the culture was bad in 2017. I actually thought it was, you know, I thought it was actually a pretty good culture in 17. But um, it is weird, too, because I see a lot of kind of comparisons to that team, just because um, the they they got it, suffered a lot of injuries that year, and we saw in this game versus the Chiefs that they suffered a lot of injuries. Their depth stepped up more than that team. That where I kind of see the difference because at that point of the season in seventeen, we were throwing guys like. Tell me if you guys even remember these guys. You remember offensive lineman Zach Kern? No, oh gosh, gosh. Uh, that was some <laughs> random waiver wire pickup oh, God. from the Vikings. Yeah. We had a random free agent pickup from the Packers. His name is Don Barkley. Do you guys remember Don Barkley? Oh, Don't even make up his
3: name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like I'm telling you guys, because like, we suffered so many injuries that year. You know, we had like Swanson out. We had Jared Davis suffered concussion that year. There were just so many injuries that year. But compared to that team and this team, going into the season, I saw a very lot of similarities going like from that team. But, you know, these guys that have gotten the chance – are actually proved me wrong. In 2017, they, they did exactly what I expected. Like, Don Barkley getting in the game did exactly what I expected, just to uh, give a shit ton of pressures and not do shit. Don Barkley, <laughs> same shit. You know, be, um, be confused on the offensive line. You know, there's just so much, like, miscommunication in that. Where these guys, I saw, like, Mike Ford going into the season, I was not, like, totally confident on Mike Ford ever stepping in and Darius Slay's role for a game or for a few games. But he shut down a really good wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. If he could do that more consistent consistently, if, like, our one of our no, guys... No, Hardman, Hardman. It
3: was Miko Hardman.
2: Sorry, my fault. You're yeah, if he, could, if he could do that on a more consistent base, like, then you actually look at it. Because, like I said, that 2017 team, like, our depth was horrendous. Horrendous is, like, the word for that team. But um, if you look at, like, the starters, they were really good. So, but... You know, I saw the similarities, but that's where I kind of see the difference is the depth of this team. I think the depth of this team is a lot better from that team. So, um that's kind of a question I wanted to ask cuz I saw it and I heard some people talking about that team compared to this team and I thought it was a fair question and um but yeah, you guys made some very valid points on why this team is different from them.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's, it's the whole mindset. And you could you can even tell like you know, coming to like a lot of these, a lot of times when these guys are out like, our stars are out, and then we have somebody filling in. We have questions about it. Like, when Taylor Decker was out and Crosby filled in, before we seen Crosby play, we were like, oh, shit, this might not be good. Mm-hmm. But he came out and balled out. Yeah. It wasn't Mike like Ford, that. Mike Ford, Darius Slade Slay goes out. We're like, oh, shit, Darius Slay's out. Mike Ford comes in, balls out.
3: Like, last year, what happened? They had Nevin Lawson, they had Deshaun Shad. And they had Tease Tabor starting versus the Bears.
1: Tease Tabor is legendary, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: he, he, no. by the way
1: he got he, he got J-O-B. a job.
2: He has a job
1: right now. I just want Welcome. to let yeah, so so you know. You can Tabor. say where's, where's J-O-B, J-O-B at. a job, man. You listen to me. I want you you get your ass up today? Go out and look for a job. The word today is job. J-O-B. You hear me? Yeah.
2: Job today. I'm not Malcolm. Where's his hey,
1: job at Malcolm? He, he's um, he's at this, the the Forty Niners. He's on the practice squad, but it's okay. a step. That's a step. Hey, it's yeah, something.
3: About, something. He's about to make the active roster soon. You'll see. And then he'll get shredded. And then he'll get cut. Too early. He, that, <laughs> too, 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 early. too early. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, nah, man. All joke said, I wish him luck, man. He's talented. He just he just needed a f- new fresh of air. Hopefully, he'll get it down there.
1: So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Our secondary is much more deeper this year than it was in year in the past.
3: I'm, uh, sure I'm not sure. I'm well, not sure. Mindset. Mitch Trubisky, or Chase, I'm sorry, Chase Daniels tore that secondary apart last year. If Chase Daniels starts against this secondary, he'll throw, like, at least a pick. Will, you
1: know, I have a chance to see that, but we'll see.
3: All right. Since we've been talking about the defense a lot, Tyler, I want
2: to hear your thoughts on Bevels and Stafford's offense. Okay. <laughs> um, offense, okay, so let's break it down real quick. And going into this football game, I told you, like I, I admitted to you guys that once I heard the injury report of Amandola and Slay not playing, I was not skeptical. One thing I was never, like, worried about going to this football game versus Chief was honestly, honestly, was the offense. I was, this Kansas City defense is, like, I know they had the, the huge 98-yard play whatever BS play, whatever the hell that was. I mean, I thought it was like a fair play, but just a dumb play by carry on whatever, but take that out. I thought the offense was actually really clean. This was one of one of the best games I've ever seen out of Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford had some really good football games in his career. You know, you take out that one mistake he had of fumbling. He was almost spot on that whole game. And Daryl Bevel, man, like I said, who would have ever thought of testing Matthew Stefford on would have never been a good thing, man? Who would have ever thought Jim Bob Cooter, Joe Lombardi? But um, I was never worried about this offense because this KC run defense isn't good, and we kind of almost expected this to carry on to explode like this. Maybe not as much as he did, but, like, he almost he, he almost rushed for, what, 150, 140? He was really he good. 125 game. yards, so... As a, as a whole team, we had 140, right, as a run. They had 186
3: yards running the ball.
2: Wow, okay, never mind, I was way off. Okay, so yeah, they were very successful running the ball that <laughs> game. And even like Malcolm said, like, if you get the run game going, because the, the Ravens ran for 201 yards on them, it, it still wasn't enough to beat this KC team. And just because how high power that offense is, but... I thought the offense did as much as they could to, you know, stay in this football game. You know, you just take out a few stupid mistakes that... Well, there
3: are, it is, though. Your stupid mistakes, yeah, though. Yeah, that's what cost you to do the game. I think we beat ourselves. I think we, we I should have honestly blown this team out. They set up for field goals in the beginning, right? Okay. They had two key fumbles in the red zone. I mean, think about it. That's... Let's say, like, you take one of those field goals, you make it a touchdown. Let's, so that's seven. And let's say, like, you make the, one of the fumbles a field goal, one of them a touchdown. You're looking at
2: 17 points right there. Yeah. Like what I, I
4: said.
2: I, I know what you mean, but like when we did turn over the ball, I think only one of the times it would actually cost us points because the defense actually did a really good job forcing turnovers, getting the ball back. You know, we saw Justin Coleman had the rock'em sock'em punch to punch out of Sammy Watkins' hand. So I don't like, I know the turnovers were huge. We need to score on those. I don't really think they lost us the game, though, at a whole. Like if if you look at the it, like, did cost the game in the grand scheme of the game, but how do I explain this? It's just, like, they forced turnovers where they didn't make it as worse as it could be because I think those turnovers could have been a lot more worse than it could be. Like, giving Patrick Mahomes the ball, at, like, after turnover the ball in the end zone could have been a lot worse than it actually was. And I know we mentioned the defense already, but I thought the offense did a good job. Yeah, I really did. But like I said, I wasn't really like worried about that KC defense going to the game. So saying I was shocked is not really a key word. I thought they kind of would go, you know, their offense would kind of, you know, really stick it to that KC defense. So I'm not really surprised. I kind of want to see it more, I guess, versus a more impressive defense, if that makes more sense.
3: I'll say this. I think. Stafford probably made the best throw or one of the best throws in his career. I was telling you guys this. That's his best throw. <laughs> it was. It was I nuts. said three defenders on Instagram, but I think it was actually four. I watched it. Four. He, he like lasered a football right between four guys and, and just like. On a big you third and goal. how strong his arm is. Not a lot of quarterbacks can make that throw. Probably only like three or four more could make that throw. That was a third and goal play.
1: Right. I'd, I'd... I just want to piggyback off what Tyler said at first. I, I didn't want to cut you off. Um, the the fumble. He said that it, you know, wasn't, you know, it could have been worse. I mean, getting a fumble and having the other team return it back a hundred yards not, was was, was not, worse than that. No, no, what no, was no.
3: Kenny Galladay uh, doing, guys? Like, I'm like, if you're Kenny Galladay, did he think the whistle blew? Do I'm I was so confused because he went to tackle him. Yeah, and yeah. then he stopped. And then he just let him run and then he ran after him again. Let me tell you what. Well,
2: let, like, let me tell you
1: what happened, happened. what happened. And anybody that wanna go back and watch that play, let me know if I saw this play differently. When Breland got that ball and took off, Kenny Galladay went after him. Right. And then the referee was right in front of Kenny Galladay and did yep. not move. Exactly. And that's what made Kenny Galladay stop.
3: So and he, he probably not like, took off. They caught the Kenny play Galladay dad, right? thought,
1: all right, this guy's in my way. He's not moving because referees, if this is a live play, they're getting the hell out the way. They're not trying to get run over, but they're just standing yeah, there exactly. like, hey, this play is over. Kenny Galladay stopped. He thought the play was over. Now, anybody that's that, that listening to this, go back and, and, and watch that play and let me know if you see the referee
3: get right in front of Kenny Galladay's way and pretty much stop him. On the All-22 tape, they actually removed that. They removed that. Little part you're talking about right now.
1: They removed. They removed that. I think okay. I have the original. I think I have the original, and I'll probably put it on my page just so that everybody can take a look at it. But that's what I saw. Shout and out
2: to Detroit Lions video page. Yeah, <laughs> follow
3: Malcolm at Detroit Lions video page.
1: <laughs> that, that that's what I saw, and yeah, I mean, that, I think that was a worst case scenario. And, and to be honest, I think that was a play that pretty much did it. And I love the way the team fall back. But if that play never not I think we'll be in a whole different situation. But that's a lot of ifs, buts. You know, I don't want to talk about all that stuff.
2: Well, I mean, you really look at that play. There's a, there a lot of football it, left. There's a lot of football left. It was a, a, was a clean swing. play, too. I mean, on can't be doing that, too. That, that was a you can't clean play. That. You're on the one-yard line, bro. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. I mean, shit happens. I know. But the whole cause and effect of it, though, the
1: whole of, like I said, I saw the referee pretty much didn't let Kenny Galladay go past him. Um, when he when Kenny Galladay attempted to run after him, so I think the whole that whole aspect of it was kind of messed up. But you know, it is what it is. You know, there was no whistle. Play goes on. It is what it is. But hell, I'm not even on the field, and that shit t- sucked the life out of me. I was hurt when I saw I that so shit, when confused. that happened. I, like I was, I, I was hurt when that happened. So yeah. I couldn't imagine what the players were going through, and for them to battle back, and after that happened, you know, All still right. put up points, still fight, you know. That shows a lot. Yeah. But uh, I personally I, think that was the play that,
3: that lost us the game. But it, it, it is what it is, you know? I think what lost us the game was that fourth and eight. They had him right there. The game was over. You stop that play, game's over.
1: They gave Patrick Brown too much time.
3: Yeah, they rushed three. And then yeah, with, they, they, made, they made a mistake, too. They actually took um, Tavon Wilson and Christian Jones. I don't know who made the mistake. It was one of those guys. And they both covered the running back. When I think one of them should have been spying, I, I don't know. They had two. Li- they had two players on a freaking running back.
1: The thing is, you can't. They couldn't. It's hard for them to spy in a situation like that when they're right. trying to. When they're trying to, you know, bracket Kelsey and trying to contain everything deep. There's only so much you could do. Yeah, but There's only like so much like
3: you could Two do. guys go cover a running back. Like you don't need to double that. Oh, that, that, that
1: that's miscommunication. That, no, that, that was, was definitely,
3: definitely confusing to me. So you think excusing. one of them was supposed to cover Kelsey, double Kelsey, while the other one covered um, Darryl Daryl yeah. Williams?
1: Yeah, yeah. That could have that could have been the case.
3: That probably was it. Yeah, yeah. they they got to do better with that because when they when you play man, you're leaving the middle of the field vulnerable if there's like no one in the middle. And
2: it's the, a mobile guy too.
3: Yeah, especially mobile. So they they gotta. Patricia said he has to do a better job at coaching the weaknesses when they play man and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and going back to what, what you said Pierre about um, that throw that Safford did and um, that he fit that pass in That window between those four defenders mm. I would probably say that's probably one of the best passes. I've ever seen Safford through one of them that's um, top three. It's, it's really hard. Yeah, It's definitely top three. Um, there's a pass I'll never forget that Safford did and this is probably going a little bit off-topic Just look, look at Stafford's passes. It was that, that one pass he did in 2013 when there's a like Cowboys comeback When he oh, actually yeah. he, he rolled he rolled right and he launched the ball like forty yards to the to the sideline on the left side of the field to Chris Durham. Yeah, and Chris threw it right on the money. That's he, a that, name, he, yeah, Chris Chris Durham. <laughs> that's a name. Um, that was probably that. I think that play right, that pass right there was one of the best passes I've ever seen Stafford through. I think that's uh, probably number one for me. But yeah, throwing it in that window between those four defenders
3: is, is, is one hell of a play.
2: Definitely agree. Yeah, it's his
3: arm strength. Um. And one more thing, like, about the Lions, we talked about the running game, right? They got carry on going. Even JT McKissick, he's quick. He's not really fast, but he's a quick dude. He's what Amir Abdullah was supposed to be for us. I mean, that, that's that's how they saw Amir, Abdul, Amir Abdullah, and in the way McKissick is running. I thought he looked really good, McKissick.
2: Yeah, J.D.'s looking good out there. He's actually, like, right now, like, our running back two out there. He's, he was a lot in there. Um, they're running a lot of two running back sets in there in the offensive, you know. Right. set to, so um, something I always want to see JVC do with Theo Riddick and carry on, but obviously, <laughs> didn't, obviously didn't do that very much, but <laughs> I thought that would have been a deadly duo, but, um, you know, I, 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 I've I been saying this, and this is a whole different topic, but and, I, and this is nothing against J.D. McKissick, because I really like J.D. McKissick. I think he's more of a running back three. I think I He's he'd get a really good compliment, and this is not a shot to Ty Johnson either, but I think if we can get a really good compliment back to go with carry on, run some more two running back sets, I think this offense could be even a lot more scary than what it actually is right now.
3: I agree. And there is a guy who just got cleared, J.H.I. Bring him in for a workout. If he does well, sign his ass and cut Paul Perkins. <laughs> Nothing against be. Paul Perkins, but, like, I want, no, I yeah, want You him. are throwing shots against Paul Perkins right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you even see him take a carry. You already talk about cutting him, man.
3: He hasn't even well, been in uniform.
2: Does he
0: you rather... doesn't even
3: have a number? What's his number? Twenty-six. <laughs> Twenty-six. He'd have j h i e or Paul Perkins. Well, you give me
2: Dolphins and Philly and Yeah,
1: we talking about which yeah, Are We talking about I'm good talking about knees Jaijai or bad knees JHI?
2: Philadelphia JHI.
1: Philadelphia
2: Jaijai. Philadelphia Jaijai was still good. So yeah, he was. Yeah. I, I mean, could, I, I don't know. Well, I I, 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 I Did he play last year? Yeah.
3: Oh, was he uh, hurt last year? He got hurt. I think he played, but then he got hurt. I'm not
2: 100% sure.
1: He has bad knees. I don't know. I'm I'm, 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 I'm kind of scared. I mean, I don't want to bring him you for work. You're,
2: tick, you're, 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 what do you call it? Cutting Paul Perkins. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take a shot against Paul Perkins. I'll admit it. <laughs> no, you're you're cutting Paul yeah, Perkins. Yeah, why are you taking shots
1: at Paul
3: Perkins? He hasn't played yet. Okay.
1: That's
2: That's why,
3: bro. Like, if you can he just team, got on cool, the team. I don't care. You improve your team, you do it. You see what they do with their practice squad; they're constantly
2: changing it. If you yeah, could improve, like my your man, man teams, Nick Rossetti, man, he gets cut every other single day. God. Yeah, I mean, not, yeah. Not to, That's honestly nothing to laugh about because it's actually really sad. But
3: no, it's you know. not. I mean, being in the NFL is tough. Like when you're a yeah. bubble guy, especially bubble on the practice squad, it's just tough. But yeah. so, but like so you guys,
1: so you guys prefer um, but, like limiting Carry on Johnson's touches. And have yes. it like split with somebody else.
2: Yeah, Not man. split yeah. completely. But you know, get some more balance if that makes more sense. If you know, you had carry on rush for twenty six in this game. I like to see more of that number to twenty two 22 to twenty. You know, have another bag. Get like I don't know thirteen. They 14. could still do that.
1: With the, they could do that with their, the the team they have now. All you got to do is give carry on. All you got to do is give carry on. Limit carry on touches to twenty twenty two. Was give like- CJ give no JD <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CJ <laughs> no, give JD McKissick give him like four or five carries and then you have T- Ty Johnson getting four or five carries. If you're looking to if you're aiming for it, we're gonna rush the ball 30 times, that's how you can split it up and still give carry on a bulk of the carries. If you think yep. about bringing another guy. You're talking about limiting carry on Johnson carries to so not twenty to but to you're know, looking at like that fifteen sixteen range and then giving the other guy maybe ten
3: carries. So, this is what I personally would do. I think Ty Johnson right now, he's he's good. He has a right future, but he's just not ready. Like, he's not ready. His pass protection is not that good. His vision is kind of poor. There's a reason why I was a 6th round pick. Okay, he has speed to work with, but he needs to get better. I mean, they don't even trust him that much. He only had, like, three carries for 13 yards. I mean, that's solid. That's 4.3 average, but they... He's Let's say, like, let's say carry on where to get hurt, right? Oh, like, yeah, Hopefully we're fucked. he doesn't. You're, you're <laughs> fucked. That's why, that's why you need someone. That's what I'm trying to say. So, Jay Ajayi, I mean, hey, he's out there. Maybe they trade for a guy. I, I don't know. I'm just like...
1: Yeah, if he got hurt, yeah, I mean, I think you gotta make the call to Dr. Zen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Zen. The Zen.
1: The Zen Yo, to be honest, I'll take Zack Zenner over J. Jay J. Ajayi right now. Hmm. I mean, I, I love Zach Zetter. Zach Zetter, he's reliable. He doesn't. He's not gonna, I, I know Zach Zetter is not gonna be on the injury report. I can tell you that right now.
2: Yeah, he won't be. He's he's tough as nails.
1: He's tough. He he, he, he Has Zach Zetter missed a game due to injury? He'll probably
2: heal himself. That uh, means he's, he's, been, yeah, a, he's, he's been on IR before. Actually, yeah, he had been a on back. IR. Yeah, that's, back man, that's before he, he was. That was before he was ripped, though. That, was that before he was a doctor?
1: Because he he'll probably heal himself. He'll diagnose himself <laughs> and heal himself, and then go back and go out and field and play.
2: <laughs> All you right. Just, no, but I mean, I honestly, I still think they don't understand why they cut Zach Center. I'll just say that.
3: But um, not, to be honest, like, would you, Tyler, I like Zach, but has he signed with any team yet?
2: No, but that's not. That's like I don't. Think yeah,
3: I, I don't know. I mean, you no, know, he has a solid though, but good. I know. Like he he's good, but he's not like. He is reliable. I could tell you. He's that a guy time. when you get when the guy gets injured, you, you maybe you bring him in for a game or two and then you cut him again. He's not like a guy who sticks on your roster. He just isn't. He's a free agent for a reason. I don't That's know. nothing against Zach. I mean, he's a, he's a reliable running back, but he's not flashy. He doesn't contribute much on special teams, right? He's reliable. He does, did he does. He does contribute he contribute on special some, teams?
2: He plays special teams. I mean, he, maybe he did, but like, was he good? I don't know. I'm just like. I'm just telling you, that's a guy who I would love to have on this team as my third down back uh, if you're trying to pass the ball third and long because he'll h- hold up on Stafford. He's really good on pass protection. Good on pass protection. And that's something we're missing right now. He
1: of- has those tough, he gets those tough yards. I, I mean, if something, I did happen, if, something right did,
2: if something did happen to, um,
1: to carry on, which, you know, God forbid, you know, knocking on wood, Um, yeah, I would want them to bring in Zach Zunner. Just, oh, to, I, just to fill the hole until you come back. in there. he's probably on his couch right now watching the games. But I know they gave him a call like, "Hey Zach, we need you." And he'd be like, "All right, um, you need me to play this Sunday?" he would be like, "Yeah, play this Sunday." <laughs>
2: right, I'm down. He'll just come out and play. I think if Zach were to, or if Carry On were to ever go down, hold up, I don't know if you guys heard that, but if Carry On were to ever go down, I think they would hire or go for someone more of a number one back, style. more explosive. Yeah, I mean, I love Zach. He's he's, he's Thunderbolt.
3: Right like via via trade, there's yeah. some guy, Malcolm. He's right near you. He's down the street from you.
1: Kenan Drake. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he's reliable. You know, um, in 2017, the second half of the season, he led the league in rushing. Dude, he was not the dog. whole year, but the second half of the season, they started feeding him the ball. Yeah, and he took over in Miami.
3: Yeah. Right. All mean. right. Um, we're yeah. getting too much out of top. Let's get back to our offense.
2: Just yeah. let me. Just let Zach know I love you, and I I would love to have you on this football team right now. You just, to just tried the hell out of
1: him. You just tried him.
2: <laughs> <Zach, laughs> if you're
1: watching this, Zach, I, you know I I'm, I do want you back, Zach. If so, you know, you you could get the job done.
2: I would love you back right now, Zach. Number 34, <laughs> baby, I love you, Zed. Zed, dead.
1: But about this offense, just really quick, I just want to break down um the stats real quick. Go ahead. Um, the guys that impressed me the most. Matthew Stafford and people that follow me on on my Instagram, my Twitter, they probably they probably seen us a hundred times. But Matthew Stafford in this game went twenty-one for thirty-four for two hundred ninety-one yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Now, if you take away this fumble, that fumble he had, that dude played amazing. Right. He played at an elite level, and he, like you said, he definitely outplayed Mahomes. Yep. Definitely, I played Mahomes in this game. Um, carry on, Johnson. The running back. Mm. He had 26 attempts from 125 yards, no touchdowns, and now brutal fumble. Now, if we take away that brutal fumble, he had a pretty damn good game.
2: Yeah, better oh. word of score.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop, <laughs> stop. I
3: keep
1: on counting. <laughs> um, and, and the receiving end, you know, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, they did their thing. Um, Marvin Jones had three receptions, seventy-seven yards. Kenny Galladay, five receptions, sixty-seven yards, two touchdowns. And going back to Matthew Stafford, and one of the one of the impressive throws he made in this game, he made another impressive throw in this game, and it didn't count. That touchdown he threw to Kenny Galladay. At the mm-hmm. back of that end zone, with that defender all over Kenny Galladay, where he threw it where only Kenny Galladay could catch that ball, was amazing. He did now, that. Kate, that Kenny Galladay didn't, you know, he started, he caught the ball, but then kind of juggled it at the end.
2: That was a catch.
1: When he landed out of bounds.
3: That was not a catch. I'm like, I'm like going to be honest. When you bobble the ball, it's in the rules It's, you it's just the ball because it
2: moved. That? It's I not get a it. catch. He bobbled it. it. That, that yeah. was one of the controversy ones I did not agree with. I thought that should have been a touchdown. Well,
3: shot. the rules clearly state because we know this from, like, Calvin Johnson from all the shit we went through. Like, uh, when you bobble the ball, it's not a catch. You I have to have full possession If he would have
1: bobbled it in the air and then it came down with it, he would have been fine. But because right. his ass was already on the ground, exactly, uh, he, he was moving with it, that's when they were like, all right, it's not a catch. Yep. But not, not, not talk about the catch, though. The way Matthew Stafford put that ball only where Kenny Galladay could catch the ball was phenomenal to me. It was amazing. Anybody that could like, go back and watch that play, look where Matthew Stafford put that ball at on that play. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Kenny Galladay, he had a, he had a, he had a big game. He should have had three touchdowns. As Tyler would say, he thinks that touchdown counted. But, you know, he had two touchdowns, which is still, you know, good as hell. Um, one thing I want to bring up is that um, we, could, we definitely controlled the time of possession. Yep. Um that was a, that was a big key going to this game so the Detroit did that so they had a hell of a game plan defense played well offense played well we just came up short
3: like I said though this game is a game they should have won like with the way the game went I don't care if it was the Chiefs or whatever those mistakes hurt us so it it just sucks we didn't win but I mean they they played well they didn't play well enough to win so let's let's hop into the um oops played
2: played discipline play as well they, played they
3: did play discipline. They did not have a lot of penalties, which is really good. And besides now
2: Tyler. Besides Mike Ford's suplex that he was watching too much of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had
1: eight, they had eight, eight that penalties. Call. They had a I lot. That was
2: kind of stupid. We had eight?
1: We had eight, we had eight penalties.
3: Yeah, what but they mean? weren't like like a ton. Oh, one more thing. I, I want to give a shout out to the offensive line. I know Frank Ragnall struggled a little against Chris Jones. But the tackles, man, we talked about Frank Clark and Akba and those guys, their they're pass rushers on the end. Man, they did a great job against those guys. Taylor Decker only gave up one pressure. So shout out to Taylor Decker. I think he's back to what he was in his rookie year. He's been doing well against good pass rushers. Brandon Graham last week. This week, Frank Clark. Next week, he got the Smith brothers. I mean, not next we, week. We, I'm sorry. we got the we
2: weeks. That. Yep.
3: In two weeks. So hopefully he continues to play well. And shout out to Taylor Dikerman. Now Tyler. Who the hell is your oopsie doopsie of the week? Because I've been thinking, I was like, who's he having oopsie doopsie of the week? <laughs> play a sad song
2: for you on the world's smallest violin. Alright, so my oopsie dupes of the week, I'm not going to be petty and give it to the referees, Whatever everyone has been telling me to give it to. I'm not going to do that, because like we mentioned, you win football games, you don't count on officiating, to that screws you over, and even how you know, officiating wasn't great, but I don't think that you know ultimately cost us the game totally. I mean, yeah, mean it w- what would have helped, sure. <laughs> what? Some, yeah, guys. But, you know, you actually still win this one game. But uh, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to give this oopsie-doopsie to nobody. Nobody earns the whoa Whoa. Um, this week. What the shit is that? No one? No, 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 for real, for real. I haven't James Jones? (laughs) <laughs> James Jones is my wife's gypsy. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> but because um, he said Ford Field was quiet by the way, and what that was of shit is that? for sure. And I've heard some very bad takes. I've heard Nate Davis say the can go three and thirteen three and thirteen. I think that was the worst take I've ever heard being a Detroit Lights <laughs> fan. Ever. And I've heard some awful takes. We one time said on the podcast, uh, what was it? The line to trade. Um a first-round pick for Josh Rosen and trade back. I don't even remember what it was. It was something so stupid that hurt my head so much. Um, I've heard some awful things. But from a professional like James Jones to say, Ford Field isn't loud, I don't think he's been there in... Shit, I don't know the last time he's been there. (laughs) But it's been a damn while if if he thought that take was valid. So yeah, I'll give it to James Jones. But for real, though, I don't... like Talk about the actual game itself. I thought... You know, coaching was pretty spot on. You know, people were, you know, I guess kind of pissed off how Patricia handled the timeouts at the very end of the game. I didn't really look at that as a problem, honestly. I thought he kind of controlled the time. Some people thought he should have called the timeout earlier or just don't call timeout at all and kind of give more time to your offense at the final drive. But I honestly didn't see a problem. It, I so think they the give...
3: right thing. He gave his I... offense 20 seconds and a timeout, which is like, you have a chance with that. It. It's very slight, but you have a chance. If he used them earlier, you have to just pray to God that Kansas City doesn't score a
2: touchdown. Well, yeah, some people were saying uh, he should have either blew all the timeouts on defense and gave your offense 50 seconds with no timeouts. But then that takes away taking the shot in the middle of the field like they did to Marvin Jones to get him in that kind of Hail Mary range. So I, I'm not going to give it to the coaching staff. I thought the coaching staff played a call the good game. And you know, the the play on the field was good. You know, offense was good. Carry on had the stupid mistake. I'm not going to give him oopsie-doopsie. I know it was a huge play in the game, but that's just not fair. I know he gave it to Darryl Babel after one stupid play, but I'm not going to do it this week. I just don't think I have a legit oopsie-doopsie. I don't think anyone deserves it but James Jones. And James Jones, I know you were part of the Blue Wire family, but the don't ever talk about Ford Field again like that. Just he, he he apologized, though. He gave the little uh, clapping emojis to TJ Lang's tweet. So maybe he is sorry. So James Jones, I'm not totally forgiving you right now. Just never see something stupid like that again, okay? All right. <laughs> uh, that's my oopsie doopsie. I mean,
1: between him and Ron Parker, I mean, Ron Parker has some dumb things.
2: That guy's
3: an idiot. He should just like, say <laughs> baseball. He's like he baseball says, either. I know you guys don't he, watch
1: baseball. He, he, well, the stuff that he says, like, it's just like, huh? Like, like, I don't know. He's he's employed. He he has a job. So,
2: how Colin Cowherd is and Skip Bayless are as well. And another oopsie doopsie is like,
3: I want to give one out for the people that keep saying soul. This is not the same damn lines. I want. I don't want to hear that again. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to hear it again. And it's starting to piss me off. Soul, same old lines. Shut up with that. Hey, why it's soul? Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. It, it I'm tired of that shit. I really am. This is not the same old damn Lions. The same old Lions would have lost 45 to 0 and would have threw like 50 picks. No, this is not the same old damn Lions. Just stop bringing that shit up. Like, for real. And fun, <laughs> fact, the lines, lines,
2: fun, fun fact the Lions did lose 45 to 10 to the last time they played the Kansas City Chiefs in 2015 wow. in London. How oh, do know that? How
3: does um, Tyler know Lombardi's that? Lombardi's last game, right? That was the game they fired Lombardi. Uh, yep. And then Jim, entered Jim Bob Cooter after that.
1: Yeah, and this is just to piggyback really quick off what you said, if this was the same old Lions, um, they would have they would have they would have you know rolled over and just and just let the Kansas City do whatever they want when they found out that their starting corner was out, you know they wouldn't have had pretty much had any spirit to play, but this team fought back and you know these guys show a lot of fight.
3: Yeah, and it's led by their quarterback nine. You you could see he was hurt, man. Dude, dude that run play he ran, and then he got it to the defender's face. Holy shit! Like, if you're a player, There's that over. makes you like run through a damn brick wall. That that pumps you up if you're a player, bro. Like,
1: speaking of that, speaking of, speaking of being pumped up, uh, Pierre, who's your ball of the week, man?
3: Hmm. All right. So I looked at, it, I was like, there, there could be a couple kids, but then you know what I thought I was like, damn man, number twenty seven. Rock him, sock him. Yeah, that, I mean, look, we thought Sammy Watkins scored a touchdown. Out of nowhere, he knocks it out of his hand, right? It's a pass breakup. Then he lets, I think it was Michael Hardman on a play. I'm not sure. He lets the guy get down, and then he's just waiting for him to get up. Once he gets up, he literally takes his fist and shoves it right at the ball, and it's a fumble. All right. And then he was sticky in coverage all day. He held Sammy Watkins in check. And we said coming in, Sammy Watkins was the se- second leading receiver behind Keenan Allen. He held him in check. Yeah. And that $9 million right now is looking like a damn bargain. According to Pro Football Focus, um, guys that have played a minimum, he's played a minimum of 200 snaps. He's the number one cornerback in the NFL and the second best in coverage. Wow. that That's amazing, yeah. Overall, he's the fifth best corner, but they haven't played like as many snaps as him. So yeah, I mean he's playing lights out. He's a great signing, and he's playing like a bargain, bro. That nine million is looking like nothing right now. He he's straight up balling.
1: Yeah, he's he's playing his ass off. And I just let's talk about the defense real quick. Just just about the defense is really quick. Um, I know the numbers. If you look at the numbers, you're probably like, "Oh, it's not adding up." You know, you're hearing everybody saying, "Oh, the Detroit Lions defense is playing." You know they're playing lights out, but as far as you know the rankings is concerned, they're they're not they're not being ranked high. Like if you look at the rankings, you know they're ranked in the twenties pretty much across the board, um, in defense. But as far as position playing and and, and skill skill playing, as far as our secondary, I believe that we're ranked like probably the number one secondary in the, in the league right now,
3: or something like two that. Behind New England, New um, England number is, two, New number is two, really good. I know it's up is like there, playing lights out. Green Bay is playing lights too. It's like top five.
1: Yeah, so so our secondary is playing really well, and I think as the season goes on, you're gonna see, um, it's gonna show in the ranking. So if you're looking at the rankings, and probably looking like, oh, you know, how is their defense? Why does everybody talk about their defense, but they're ranked so low? It's gonna you're gonna see it throughout the season, um, especially things continue the course, the the rankings are gonna adjust itself.
3: Yeah, one more thing about the defense—they played um some really good quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, really good quarterback. Phillip Rivers a really good quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback right now in the league. So, and they're they're only giving up, I think, an 80.6 80. pass rating, which is 6th in the NFL. But they've played those good quarterbacks. Other teams have played like shitty quarterbacks. We've played some really good quarterbacks, and we've done a really good job playing them. You yeah, know?
1: Like, we did not play like, what, well, the Dolphins? <laughs>
3: we did not play the Dolphins. We did not yeah. play, I don't know. We played the Cardinals, but that was also the first game, so we don't really know what to expect. But, but yeah, I mean, They've played well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And before we get into the NFC North Report, I want to correct myself. The Lions actually fired Joe Lombardi after the Minnesota Vikings game. And actually, debut was of Jim Bob Cooder was that Kansas City Chiefs game. So, mm. the 1-6 Chiefs. Or the JBC. 1-6 yeah, the 1-6 Lions. Uh, well, that was uh, JBC's debut in London versus the Chiefs. And they lost 45-10. to so,
1: And that was, that was two years
2: ago, right? That was ago. No, no, 2015. 2015, 2015, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and Lance Moore was their only touchdown that game. Garbage oh. time touchdown. Okay. Right. <laughs> I need to correct myself there. All right, All right. so. The NFC North Report. Uh,
0: last year, the Chicago Bears were so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? I are cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The Boogeyman is back and the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well.
1: All right, so on to the NFC North news. I know a lot of people are wondering like what's going on? Um this week has been crazy. You know, we've been we were in first place at one point and now things shifting around. The whole NFC North shifted. So, I'm going to break down the, the standings real quick. Um the Green Bay Packers. They are in first place of the NFC North with a 3-1 record. The Chicago Bears, they went from worst to second. They have a 3-1 record in their second place right now. The Detroit Lions are in third place with a 2-1-1 record. And then in last place, we have the Minnesota Vikings with a 2-2 record. Now, going to the games that, that happened this weekend, uh, we had the Thursday night game, the Green Bay Packers versus the Philadelphia Eagles, which the Packers lost to the Eagles. 34 to twenty
2: seven, and I mean that was actually a good Thursday night football game. It was actually
1: really good, well. was a really good, <laughs> really good, Thursday night football game, and the Packers looked like they got exposed. They got exposed that game. Um, their running game, the running defense did not look good. Um, and then right. Aaron Rodgers actually choked for probably the first time. His, this is this the first time Aaron Rodgers choked in his career? I mean, uh, I probably,
2: thought, yeah, probably. probably.
1: Does that yeah, he threw a very clutch moment interception in that play. And so that, that was a shocker. So Green Packers lose that game and then we go to the Vikings versus the Bears game, which was very hard to watch. Um did you guys get a chance to watch that game?
2: Yeah, and uh I know we're not supposed to, you know, like other teams what they do, but those Chicago Bears throwback jerseys were nice, man. I love those uniforms. <laughs> I
3: thought they were ugly as shit. I thought they were ugly and they yeah.
2: were trash. Yeah, I, think, helmet, I think, I think, the, helmet, I think
1: the, the helmet threw me off. I was like, yo, what is going on with the, I the mean, helmet? I, think I
2: don't know I think like, you guys totally are being biased right now. I i, I I'm <laughs> biased. I thought they were sweet. I'm not being
3: biased. I thought they were ugly as hell, but
1: I mean yeah. the, the jerseys look normal. It was just the helmet that threw me off. I was like, yo, what is, is that tape? Like what is on their head? Like it hey, threw but, me but, off. I wasn't used to
2: staggering throwbacks. I wasn't,
1: throwbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't I, I wasn't used to it. But yeah, the the Bears um kinda I I'll, I'll say they beat the Vikings 16 to 6 and this game was pretty much it was it was, it was hard to watch. I mean you know, Mr. Vichy goes down and we have Chase Daniel comes in and then Kirk Cousins just looks awful. Yeah
3: <laughs> He looks <laughs> terrible. Malcolm, he looks do terrible you think, Do you think Chase Daniels right now is better than Mitch Trubisky?
1: Yeah Mr. Vichy I think um I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. Wow, wow. Okay, uh, who's better, Mister Biscay
3: or Kirk Cousins?
1: Oh shit! I think um, Kurt. I'll Kirk. probably take Kurt. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Well, I'll probably take Kurt. But Kurt is... man. He just offers games. I, I mean, up, looks bad. as well. He's he, he's playing so bad that his receiving core. I think they're both not happy right now. Yeah, yeah one Diggs of them one wants out. They wants out, and then dealing pretty much. Put, threw him under the bus and yeah. said, "Hey, we we need we need." He pretty much said, "And you know, long story short, he pretty much said we need
3: a quarterback." <laughs> <laughs> he he said we need to pass the ball more. Like yeah, we yeah. can't just run it, and yeah. like they don't ask Kirk to throw. But long so story else, short, he
1: said all that. It, that also means all that means is that we need a quarterback, right? And Kirk Cousins, like he's, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with Kirk Cousins, but
3: he just. Yeah, I, I don't know but Lainey, you, yeah you that could. was a score 16-6 I have another question you oh. think right now like forget about the record because the Lions have the Packers and Vikings coming up do you think the Lions are the best team in the North?
1: absolutely without without, without a question without a question oh, no. no that, that is the first out yeah what I'm going to say is it's, it's really it's still early in the season still week 4 a lot of shit could happen Aaron Rodgers could turn back into Superman who knows right you know, but as of right now, the most complete team in MC North is the Detroit Lions. I agree.
3: And,
1: you know, if anybody want to argue with that, they can. But there's question marks everywhere. they got the Bears. yeah, they have a, a good defense. But hell of a defense. They have a hell of a defense. Number one. But do they have an offense? Do they have an offense to go with? As far as if the defense is having a bad game, can the defense look at the offense and say, hey, guys, we need you to pick up the slack?
3: Can the Bears do that? The, they remind me of the Jaguars when, like, the Jags had Blake Bortles, and then like the Jaguars had a really, really good defense. No, Blake, even
1: Blake Bortles, he played well when, um, mm-hmm. when, they, when they went to the playoffs, they went to the AFC Championship game. He played well. He didn't look bad. It was a following year when he looked bad. When they got rid of all the receivers, mm-hmm. I, they got tellin- rid of Jack, they got rid of Hearn's. They got rid of all those receivers, and then just Blake Bortles was thrown to nobody.
2: I'm telling you though, is that. I know, like you want a good offense, and you need a you need to win a Super Bowl with like a good solid offense. And the Bears are right now not a solid offense. But what I'm telling you right now, a really good defense like that Bears defense, they can carry you far. Like it can they win could. you a division. It could win you a division still, and it they could, could. It, it could win you playoff games. I'm not saying it can win you a Super Bowl, but it can carry you to a Super Bowl.
1: I I I, I have
2: to I have to see it. Because
1: right, well. the, th- the thing is, because they're already down one in the division. They lost to the Packers. They're going to need a lot of carrying. And to be honest, I think Chase Daniels being a quarterback is the best case scenario. Because I think he runs the offense better. I think he makes less mistakes. And I think that he could manage the game better than Mitch, than Mitch Trichie could.
3: So you're giving up on your first round pick that you took no, number two no, 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 overall no, no. that you traded a spot for, which there's no, 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 no,
1: no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying maybe he's not ready.
3: Yeah, Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe three, Mitch though. is not ready. It's, it's year, year three. three. It's year three. I get it. But
3: he's just be, not good. Honestly, Lisa. he's not good. They honestly, who and, who and was and, was better. and over to Sean Watson. They, they took him Watson. over two quarterbacks who that like.
1: Who's offense better? Chase Daniels or Mitch?
2: Daniels. I, I think we're i think we're giving bias to chase dales because we saw what he did to us on thanksgiving no i'm game. not no <laughs> dude he I'm played well he came in that
3: game i'm not high on chase daniels <laughs> I, I, i'm not I'm high, high on mitch. him either but he's better than mitch and mitch is like mitch is probably the worst quarterback I'm right just, now are, what he i'm saying is starting who, quarterback
1: what i'm saying what i'm saying is who has a better full offense as far as winning the game does the offense move the ball or, or like who runs offense better
2: I don't like I Mitch think it's Trubisky. Chase Daniels. I don't like Mitch Trubisky, but I think Mitch Trubisky gives you a better chance to win more football games than Chase Daniels.
3: Yeah, he has, he has, he's, he's a more talented quarterback. Yes. He's younger. But does I he know, run the offense better? But what was impressive, Chase Daniel came in. He was 22 for 30 and 195 yards and the touchdown.
1: I mean, you look at, at Mitch's numbers these past four weeks, and then you compare Chase Daniel's numbers from that one game. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying <laughs> He runs offense better. He's not you know, he does, does does he have a stronger arm than Mitch? No. He doesn't have a stronger arm. It does have better feet. No. You know, he's not more athletic. He's not younger. But he runs offense
3: better. The Bears don't trust Mitch um that much. They're not asking him to throw deep as much. They're not asking him to do a lot. Kinda like I don't know how to say it. Kinda like right. how the Steelers are utilizing Rudolph. They're slowly using him. But like Mitch is in his third year though. Like and- you me.
1: asking if you honestly ask me who I'd rather play, if the Detroit Lions are playing the Bears, and you ask me who i rather play, a quarterback, Mitch Trubisky or Chase Daniels? i will play Mitch in a heartbeat. I'll say Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I'll say Mitch Trubisky. I don't, know. I don't think both he's that good, though. They're both, they're like not, a... they're, they're both yeah. I'm not I worried about either of I think Chase Daniels more likely to not fuck up than Mitch, Mitch would. I think Mitch Trubisky would probably throw a game away before right. Chase Daniels would
2: I don't know. I, that's just a different topic for a yeah, different so we'll day. We'll
3: find out how legit the Lions are because they got the Green Bay. And two weeks then after that, they faced the Vikings. So two big divisional games coming up. And I think
2: that's, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. That is a wrap to episode 46 of the Pride Podcast. And I want to give a shout-out to Ford Field. You guys were booted up that game. You guys booted up. You it up, as my boy Michael Banks would say. So... We have a bye week coming up, so we have some interesting stuff. Maybe we'll do a mailbag or some other stuff that could potentially be coming up. So stay tuned on the Pride Podcast page on Instagram and Twitter. We will announce everything that will be happening during this bye week We definitely want to get a mailbag out there. So leave some questions in our Twitter or Instagram, DM us, whatever, you know, and then we'll try to answer them, make a post potentially too. So, um, yes, so I am signing out, guys. Enjoy the bye week. I know it sucks for the fans, but the players need it, man. So I am out. Peace out, Lions fans. Take care. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit in the great state of Michigan. This is the D-Line.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. The D-Line.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.